You know, often clients, they can become uneasy when the discussion of an estate plan comes up. Thoughts that estate plans are too expensive to create or that you only need one if you're a millionaire couldn't be further from the truth. In fact, not having an estate plan in place is one of the biggest mistakes someone can make, directly impacting their loved ones in ways they never anticipated. Welcome to Dad's Sense, a podcast for folks looking to grow their financial future. This podcast is hosted by Jason Fuchs, a dad, a husband, and managing director of Sage Path Financial Advisors. Jason's goal is to help you grow your financial future the right way. Now your host, Jason Fuchs. Greetings, everyone. If you're new here, I'm Jason Fuchs, married to the fabulous woman known as Amber, father to a two-year-old girl, Jewel, who is absolute magic. And I also happen to be the managing director of SagePath Financial Advisors. And at SagePath, we're here to help you grow your financial future the right way. I am pumped to be here today. And to all of our listeners out there, thank you so much for joining me. You could be listening to anything right now, doing anything right now. You chose to be here with me. And I appreciate all of you. Guess who's back? It's Amber. Hey, Amber. Hey there. Thanks for coming back. Oh, I love being here. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. And Happy New Year to all of our listeners out there, too. I hope uh, 2021 has got some good things in store for all of you. Yeah, it's an exciting year ahead. Yes, exactly. So, Amber, I'm wondering, estate planning, important or not important? Well, I'm going to go ahead and take a guess based on the fact that we've reviewed this as a family and we have a nice, big, thick binder at home (laughs) on the topic. The infamous financial binder. (laughs) That this is important. Absolutely. And we'll be going through the process again, seeing as it's a new year, right? Absolutely. (laughs) You know, often clients, they can become uneasy when the discussion of an estate plan comes up. Thoughts that estate plans are too expensive to create or that you only need one if you're a millionaire couldn't be further from the truth. In fact, not having an estate plan in place is one of the biggest mistakes someone can make, directly impacting their loved ones in ways they never anticipated. And Amber, that's our financial topic in today's episode. I'm going to share with you the top five estate planning mistakes to avoid. And this is going to go really well with the webinar I'm hosting on Thursday, January 14th at noon. I'll be talking with you about estate planning. So if you're interested in that, head to our website, sagepathfa.com, click the events tab, and be sure to register. Space is limited to 100 Zoom attendees. And we were <laughs> at last month's income planning seminar, Amber, we were actually over that. So I know I had a hard time signing on. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, people couldn't get on. So I don't want that to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be there, be sure to register now. It should be a really, really great event. But if you are not interested in estate planning, don't leave yet. I have a fantastic recipe for blue crab beignets I'd like to share with you. That's right, Amber. Mm. I've taken two things we love and I've combined them. Oh, okay. (laughs) And ladies and gentlemen, I want to hear from you. What are you thinking about today? What's on your mind? What are you most excited about? How are you feeling? The email address is jfuchs at sagepathfa.com. My phone number is 904-366-9388. You can find all of that in the description of the podcast. Amber. 
I want to know what you're most excited about these days. New year, new <laughs> opportunities, excitement awaits, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm I'm definitely excited for the new year um, to see what it'll bring, but I'm still kind of riding the high from the holidays too, you know? It yeah. just ended and and even though it was different than previous years, it was so wonderful. Yeah, we had a lot of fun, right? Yeah, we really did. Christmas with Jewel. Christmas with a two-year-old. <laughs> yes. It was fun uh, spending Christmas Eve with your parents. And I like how, let me give you a little bit of backstory, ladies and gentlemen. My mom married into a large Italian family about 20 years ago. So when we have holidays, it's loud. There's lots of activity and delicious, delicious Italian food. And we're talking truckloads of <laughs> delicious Italian food. So your parents were so nice to incorporate part of that Italian experience in our Christmas Eve dinner by, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> designing this giant Christmas tree pizza. Oh my gosh. It was so amazing. It was really neat. Yeah. Really, really Really neat. impressive. What did it for me is the mini snowman they built for Jewel. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it was all really special, but it combined some of my favorite things. It combined pizza, which is a favorite. Who doesn't like pizza, right? Absolute. Christmas. Yeah. And tradition. Perfect. I, I just loved it. Christmas pizza, I think it's going to have to be a new thing. Well, that's one thing I enjoyed about the holidays. The Christmas holiday for us is the fact that we were starting new traditions uh, I think maybe because COVID was kind of forcing us to do things right. differently. Sure. But the activities that we created were things that we can do next year as well. Absolutely. And I'm so looking forward to that and like keeping Joel excited. And yeah, you know. it was neat seeing her excitement in relation to, to Santa. So she's finally <laughs> understanding the concept of Santa Claus. Right. And I, I'll never forget the first experience I had with that, you know, weeks before Christmas, I was putting up the Christmas lights on the roof. Jewel was, you know, quote unquote, helping me, <laughs> which meant you're doing air quotes right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which meant playing in the dirt, throwing some rocks around while I'm on the ladder trying to put these lights on the edge of the, the gutter. But anyway, I remember explaining to Jewel the process of putting the lights up so Santa Claus could lay or could land his sleigh right. and his reindeer on the roof. And as soon as I said that, her eyes lit up and she kept saying, Santa, more, more, and kept <laughs> handing me more and more Christmas lights. And then the experience we had coming from your parents' house Christmas Eve, mm -hmm. when all we heard in the back seat was Santa, hurry. Hurry, hurry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I've got that on video somewhere. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it was really neat, really neat. But I will be sure to post some pictures of the Christmas adventure in on Sage Path's Facebook uh, Facebook page. Yeah, certainly. And I think something else that we have a great picture from as well is when we were um, able to go to our socially distanced church. Yep. We had to make reservations to make sure that there was space. Um, but it was just so wonderful being there and speaking of traditions and seeing, you know, all of the, the different incorporation that they had with that. It was just really wonderful. Yeah. And we're not your just Sunday churchgoers per se. We're involved in the church community throughout the year, pretty much every week. Right. But it was really neat seeing the preparation celebration church made to make Christmas Eve so special. Yeah, it was really special. And it was really neat to see how involved and interested Jewel was too. Absolutely. So yeah. we had a ton of fun. So much fun. And we 
dressed up a little bit in our own uh, family way. Absolutely. <laughs> you had the Christmas dress. I had the Christmas suit, right? Mm-hmm. And Joel had the coordinating outfit as yep. well. Keeping it formal, but fun. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, if it's okay with you, Amber, I think it's time to talk about food. Ooh, we can always talk about food. All right. Blue crab beignets. That's the recipe I'm featuring in today's episode. Let's get into it now. Funny story about how I obtained this recipe. Amber, what is the name of that place in St. Augustine here in Florida that I love now? Oh, definitely Ice Plant. Ice Plant. How many times have we been there now? I think three. Three, maybe? In recent history. In recent history. Okay. What do I typically order when we go? Well, we have to go when we know it's on the menu. That is true. And luckily, <laughs> each time we've been, it was co- conveniently on the menu. It was, and your the amount that you order of it each time increases. <laughs> well, last time I... Okay, so I order a dish called blue crab beignets. And the first time we ordered it, we split a basket. So we had, what, one or two each? I think two each, yeah. The second Something time like I had maybe three... And then the fourth time we went with my parents, and it happened to be the week of my birthday, it was also uh, Thanksgiving. Correct. So I I splurged a little bit. <laughs> I, I think I ended up having five or six. Mm-hmm. And we ran a 5K the next day. My stomach wasn't the best shape, but <laughs> totally worth it. So I, I love these things so much that I had to find out how to make them on my own. The once a month dining experience, it just wasn't enough. And I spent a lot of time on the internet trying to find a good recipe. I took ideas off of several websites and I sort of created my own. I can't give you one source because I've tweaked this recipe quite a bit. Ladies and gentlemen, you'll want to use the best and freshest crab meat you can get your hands on. Trust me, it makes all the difference. And these things are lightly battered. They're totally addictive. Amber, I want to know what you thought about them. Well... I mean, they're my favorite dish of the year. Thank you for bringing them into our life. Well, it's my pleasure. I have to thank you for bringing them into my life (laughs) because you suggested the restaurant for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So not difficult to make. It's going to require a lot of patience. But remember, use fresh crab meat. You will not regret it. These things are incredible. So check out the recipe on our blog at sagepathfa.com forward slash blog. You will not be disappointed. And if it's okay with you, Amber, I think we could transition into our financial topic of today's episode. Yes, I'm ready. All right. So let's talk about the top five estate planning mistakes, or excuse me, (laughs) let's talk about the top five estate planning mistakes to avoid. This is based on a white paper I published. So if you'd rather read about it, ladies and gentlemen, call me, email me. I'd be happy to get it to you, whatever you need. And these are just five tips, five mistakes to avoid, rather. The webinar I'm hosting on January 14th, again, it's at noon. It'll be on Zoom. Head to the website to register. That webinar will be more detailed and we'll be talking about principles of preserving wealth. So you're going to get a lot of really great helpful information. And again, seating is, or excuse me, virtual seating (laughs) is limited. So if you're interested, go ahead and register now. But there are certain relationships in your life that to be successful, they really need to be built on trust. 
your physician, for example, your attorney, and yes, Amber, your financial professional too, or in your case, your husband. (laughs) (laughs) And as a client, it's critical that you receive informed advice and sound guidance based on your goals. The responsibility of any financial professional is to be realistic about the future and a client's financial picture. And I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode. One of those topics is estate planning. Often, clients, they can become uneasy when the discussion of an estate plan comes up. Thoughts that estate plans are too expensive to create or that you only need one if you're a millionaire couldn't be further from the truth. In fact, again, not having an estate plan in place is one of the biggest mistakes you can make. It can directly impact your loved ones in ways you never anticipated. So what we're going to do, Amber, we're going to run through the top five estate planning mistakes to avoid. Ladies and gentlemen, read them, consider them. If you want to discuss any of the topics covered, reach out and we'll connect It's just too important not to. You ready, Amber? I'm ready. All right. Here is estate planning mistake number one, ignoring basic documents. So I'm going to run through a list of some important documents. A will ensures that your wishes are honored regarding your assets and if you have minor children, their guardianship as well. A durable power of attorney designates a person to make decisions about your finances if you're incapacitated. A living will ensures your health care wishes are followed. So, for example, if you don't wish to be resuscitated or kept alive by artificial means, a medical power of attorney directs health care needs if you're unable to decide for yourself. And Amber, I have a list of all of these forms, where you can obtain them, etc. So, ladies and gentlemen, please email me, call me. I'll send you a copy. And it's a good idea to have an attorney review those documents, especially if you have a larger estate or multiple heirs, but these offer a good start. Take a look, ladies and gentlemen. Let's connect and review your estate assets together. Now, setting it up isn't actually the step that makes the trust effective, Amber, which brings us to estate planning mistake number two, not transferring assets into the revocable trust. Now, a revocable trust, it's a tool that allows you to avoid probate, essentially passing your assets directly to your heirs without the involvement of a judge or the state. But the trust only works for assets that you put into it when you're still alive. If there are no assets in the trust, it's useless. So, ladies and gentlemen, keep a list of what you've transferred into the trust. Make sure that any new assets, any new accounts are owned or opened in the name of the trust. An estate attorney can be very helpful as you go through this process. So if you don't have one, let's partner together to help you find someone great. Now, if you're like most people with kids, you probably want to leave your estate assets to them in your estate plan. Like us, Amber, right? Correct. But if not done properly, it leads to estate planning mistake number three, leaving assets outright to minors. Now, Amber, if you leave your assets to your trust... Your children can be beneficiaries to the whole thing. But if you make your minor children direct beneficiaries of your will, your retirement plan, life insurance, or annuity policy, they're in for a tangled mess. Because children are minors, they can't own these large financial assets in their names. That means that the courts may get involved appointing an adult to oversee their inheritance until they're old enough to do it themselves. Typically, if you've created a trust, you've already chosen the adult who will manage your children's inheritance in your absence. And if you're the one who chose them, odds are you trust them to do what's right for your kids. 
leaving an inheritance to your kids, Amber, it's thoughtful and kind, but leaving it the right way can actually impact their lives in a positive, helpful way that creates a legacy for their future. Ladies and gentlemen, let's be sure to connect if you have any questions. Now, Amber, you wouldn't use a teaspoon to empty a bucket, and you wouldn't use your grandfather's antique watch to time a race, right? Probably not. (laughs) Selecting the right tool to get the job done is critical to success, and it's no different in estate planning. That's mistake number four, choosing the wrong trustee of your trust or personal representative of your state. Picking a trustee, it's hard. It should be someone you trust to do what you've asked, even if you're not there to see it. It may seem counterintuitive, but sometimes the people who are closest to you, whom you love the most, aren't always the best candidates. Letting emotion dictate your choice of a trustee or personal representative can have negative repercussions. So be sure your choice is well-suited to objectively carry out their duties and your wishes. And we've been talking about smart estate planning and retirement preparation to avoid making mistakes in your own estate plan. As most of us think about retirement and leaving assets to our heirs, we often consider the upside. How will I spend my golden years? How much will my children or my loved ones inherit? Inherit. But this thought process, it doesn't take into account for a very real possibility of today's aging process, and it's a biggie. So mistake number five, ignoring the likelihood of disability. Amber, many of us have life insurance to provide for our loved ones if something happens to us. You and I have life insurance. But life insurance, it only pays a benefit when you're no longer alive. With advances in healthcare and technology, it's possible to come very ill or significantly injured and still survive. So what happens then? Well, ideally, if you work for your income, you already have disability insurance to protect your paycheck if you're no longer able to earn. But if you're not working, odds are you no longer have health insurance either, which means that one health crisis could wipe out all of your savings. And it happens in America more than you think. In fact, statistics show a full 25% of today's 25-year-olds will become disabled before they even make it to retirement. Can you believe that? No, that's eye-opening. That leaves many years still to manage with neither insurance nor income. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you may be thinking, well, that's what Medicare and Medicaid are for. But there are many aspects of care those government assistance programs don't cover, and they often require that all of your assets be wiped out before they'll step in and help. So not only will your income become severely limited, but you also have nothing left over to leave to your loved ones. That's a bleak picture but it's also completely preventable. Long-term care insurance can cover the gap when you're disabled. It can help pay for nursing home care, in-home care, rehab, and many other essential health needs during a disability. And that closes out today's episode on avoiding estate planning mistakes. Now, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you've gotten some useful ideas to safeguard your own estate plan Hopefully, I've provided you with some great tips to protect both your loved ones and all that you've worked for. Again, check out that webinar on January 14th. I think you're going to find a ton of valuable information, ladies and gentlemen. You too, of course, Amber. Well, I'll give my seat up for someone if I need to, and I'll just come and and watch you in live Live, and in person. Yes. (laughs) 
Ladies and gentlemen, if you're struggling with what to do, even if you have questions, let's connect. I'd love to help you. The phone number is 904-366-9388. The email is jfuchs at sagepathfa.com. Amber, anything you'd like to add? No, I've learned a lot today. My head is is uh, swimming with all this wonderful information. And in preparations for the Fuchs estate planning, that's going to commence soon, right? Yes. <laughs> well, Amber, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. We enjoyed it. Me too. All right. All of our listeners out there, thank you for sticking around. I appreciate all of you. We will see you in two weeks for another episode of Dad Sense. Have a wonderful day. And now the part we all love, the disclosures. Securities and investment advisory services offered through FSC Securities Corporation, FSC member FINRA SIPC. FSC is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products or services referenced here are independent of FSC. Some of this information was attained from Platinum Advisor Strategies, LLC. This episode is sponsored by Dunham & Associates Investment Council, Inc. SagePath Advisors is located at 512 Rosebud Lane, Neptune Beach, Florida, 32266.